What about Vietnam? What about Vietnam? A podcast with Kerry Newsom. So much to see and do. What about Vietnam? Everything you need to know before you go. Let Kerry pave the way for an amazing holiday in Vietnam. What about Vietnam? Xin Chow and welcome to What About Vietnam. My name is Kerry Newsom and I'm your host. You are listening to the What About series, everything you need to know before you go. I'm having so much fun. I can talk about Vietnam till the cows come home. But the thing I really want to do is to give you the best advice I can from my own experience and that of my travelers who are, are a real continued uh, source of inspiration to me. I want you to have the best time possible. In the previous episodes, we got into the um, the how. How should you travel to Vietnam, as in what style, as part of a tour, through a travel agent, do it all yourself, online, and the best way to get around. Hopefully, you are now really confident there are plenty of options available to you. It's just a matter of choice, time, and budget. Did I mention budget or money? Of course, any holiday depends on it. In this session, I plan to cover off those rudimentary things I wish someone had been able to explain to me clearly before I set off to Vietnam the first time. Things like money, how much are things, and spending power, tipping, travel insurance, ATMs, and should you get a SIM card. So we've got a, we've got a lot to go through. Stick with me. Let's start with the biggie, money. So let's get your head around it because um, you need to you need to understand it. Um, your budget for your trip is important to consider before you set off, before you purchase anything. Uh, and I have to say, I think Vietnam has optionals um, as far as tours are concerned for pretty much every budget. I want you to be so prepared before you go that nothing will stop you having a sensational trip or worrying. Plus, you're going to find that going to Vietnam is cheaper than most other Indochina countries. Vietnamese dong, as it is called, has six main notes and no coins, thank God. I say main in the sense they are coded paper notes of a value starting at about 10,000, not at about exactly 10,000. The first thing you will notice after you get over the fact that you've become an instant millionaire is that there are no coins. Again, the government stopped issuing coins in 2003, making your wallet significantly less heavy. There are only paper notes now. The lowest value um, banknote is 200 and the highest is 500,000. The front side of the notes all have an image of our beloved Uncle Ho, whereas on the back of um, uh, of the other notes is national symbols. All the notes are divided into two distinct categories, the cotton family and the palmia family, which are now printed using a form of plastic uh, developed by an Australian company, believe it or not. The cotton family notes. Now, I kind of said before that they start at 10,000. Well, they don't really. The cotton family starts at a very low 200 dong. So there's a 200, a 500, a 1,000, 2,000 and a 5,000 note in this cotton family. I do keep them um, for low value tips, but they are really a bit of a nuisance. 
The 5,000, 1,000 and 2,000 note, um, however, can be useful if you want to use them for a grab taxi, uh, for a tip, um, etc. But they kind of uh, don't have the wearable or endurance factor that the other notes have, so they tend to get really scrunchy and dirty, etc. Keep them um, for, as I said, for those uses, but they really don't get used that much. Um because the notes fill up your wallet and it feels awkward knowing what is what, I often suggest to my travellers to create what I call is a ready reckoner. I don't know whether any of you have done this before, but if you could right now get a piece of paper, draw two columns. In one column, you put the Vietnamese currency starting with 10,000 dong. And on the other column, you put what that equals in your country of origin. So, for example, if I start with 10,000 dong and I want the Australian equal currency for that for 10,000 dong, I would put 62 cents AUD. That means I know instantly by looking um, at that from my ready reckoner that if I buy a bottle of water for 20,000 dong, it's cost me $1.20 or close enough. Go through each note and apply each value in your currency. Or maybe doing stepped levels is my preferred way. So I would do 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 and put the equivalent amounts. I tend to write this up on a plain piece of paper, very small, and then I kind of stick it in my wallet. It's so easy to just check it out when you go to pay for something to get a guide to see how much you're paying for things. Because you're working in all these zeros, they do kind of spin your head out a bit. So you don't need your phone or your in, or your internet access to access uh, or see very quickly how much you know, 200,000, 300,000 is your, in your own currency. I've seen people freak out thinking that they're getting ripped off and all this kind of thing. So it helps you get a feel for the value and not scare the life out of you. And you're going to be pleasant, pleasantly surprised. Eating out, street food, coffees, local produce, and locally guided day tours are really well priced in Vietnam. Let's move on and talk about familiarizing yourself with what it buys you. So to give you an example, 350,000 dong for a massage. God, does that sound a lot? When you find out 350,000 dong is 14 US dollars, I think you can relax even before you have the massage. So enjoy a massage around the prices. I've seen them even as cheap as $250,000. Sometimes the quality or the cleanliness might not be there, but around about that $350,000 will get you a very lovely massage. If you love apps like I do, you might want to download an app called XE currency. The link is in my notes. This app makes it really easy to type the value in dong once you select VN currency to see what it equals in your chosen currency. It applies the world currency rate of the day. So it's close to like a reserve bank rate, but not 100% accurate, but good enough. I use it when I'm purchasing multiple items or when I know the item is expensive, like a flight, a tour, or some designer dress, etc. You can you can buy dong before you go, before you actually leave your country and bring it with you. But it's not a readily available currency in most countries. The exchange rate is ridiculous. 
Plus, you often have to order it weeks in advance through your bank. My personal advice is to wait to get to Vietnam where ATMs are plentiful and you can easily withdraw $3 million per day at some machines and even more with only one transaction fee for about $22,000 to $50,000 approximately. Don't slam me on the rates as it does vary. It depends on which bank uh, ATM you actually use, but they are truly everywhere and mostly safe to use. Credit cards are widely accepted in most establishments, so if you prefer to use a credit card, always advise your bank before leaving your country where you are travelling so um, they don't identify the transaction as fraudulent. My years of working at TravelX and MasterCard have taught me well on best practices in travelling overseas with money. For even stronger safety, you might want to consider bringing a travel money card with your own currency on it and keep it as a backup um, you know, in your luggage, etc., to to minimise overspending or to have um, in the case uh, something gets lost or stolen. Good luck with that um, overspending bit. I go crazy when I'm in Vietnam, uh, in Hoi An, especially for tailoring. So I'm not a good role model um, of moderate spending. Um, so so don't don't follow my lead there. To give you some example of a day's spend. Um, like a typical day if I was to arrive in into Da Nang. So I arrive into da, da Nang, um, pick up from the airport, so that would be about 80000 If I stay at a three-star hotel, that's about 348000 per night. If I take up the 40% discount massage, I get that for 350000 I have that in the afternoon. Lunch with a bar me is about 25000 Dinner, I might go and have a nice Thai dinner with a glass of wine. That's about 300000 So my total for the day is about 1100000 which includes my accommodation. Pretty great, pretty great, hey? I'll leave you to work it out in your currency. Let's jump now to tipping. It's not expected unless you play golf when they actually give you a guide, uh, a tipping guide, uh, which you need to pay your tips directly to the caddies in cash, in dong. I'm serious, really serious about tipping with golf, um, caddies, carts, etc. It is a thing, but I can go into that in, in another time. In the norm, however, tipping is not expected. It is earned. I don't have any steadfast rule, but I do keep enough dong on me so that if I think the service and the circumstances are definitely warranted, I can tip that person. Here's where the trick comes in, getting it to the right person. Always where you can, give it directly to the person. Sometimes the management doesn't give it to the person you wish to to get it to, but if the overall service is good and the management is fair, the person deserving your tip will get a good share of the tipping for the day. I allow about 10 to 20% as a tip, as a general rule. But again, depending on the service, I may go more or less. If you come back to the place regularly, then be sure to tell them that and that you will tip again on your next visit. Sometimes if you want a particular person to provide you the service, um, you know, at the tailors or at the massage spa place, then I would also tip to ensure I get that person. Taxis can be difficult to go short distances, so it may serve you to tip where you want the air conditioning of a taxi ride versus a slow, hot walk back to your hotel. I'm just saying for a few extra bob, it could be worth it. 
You will find that your dong goes a long way. If you think that the average wage is about 148 to 200 US dollars per month, that's about 4.6 million dong. I'm hoping if you think the service is worth it, you will be happy to tip as the Vietnamese don't expect it like they do in other countries, but they are very appreciative. Now moving into travel insurance. So we can make sure you are fully covered for your trip. As a bit of a disclaimer at this point, I don't recommend and I'm not affiliated with any brand. I do have my favorites though, so please contact me direct if you wish my advice. More importantly, as I'm recording this during the middle of the coronavirus, I feel I should cover off some facts in regard to what most insurance companies will cover. As far as I am aware, and this has been the case for a long time, no travel insurance um, will cover you in the case of a pandemic. This is written in the fine print, and for those that do find one that does, um, you will pay heavily for it. And please let me know who it is because I'd like to, to put it in my episodes. I therefore recommend that prior to travel of any kind, if you consider you are in a high risk category, then you may be wise not to travel until a vaccine is available or you have had it and recovered. We will be traveling in a new generation of travel post the lifting of travel bans um, since COVID-19. And while we don't know as of this date, and I'm talking middle May, what that will look like, we have to take history as our guide. This will mean insurance companies will update their product disclosure statements. So to be sure, check, read carefully prior to departing. That goes for things like malaria, malaria, dengue fever, etc. Based on the preface, you plan to go into areas where that is prevalent. Make sure you check it out. You do not need to take malaria tablets as a mainstream traveller, but I do suggest you take good quality insect repellent as the mosquitoes are always out and about looking for a healthy feast of us foreigners. Last but not least for this episode, let me cover off for you the next most asked question I get. Should you get a SIM card? This is very much a personal choice. How do you want to use your phone? SIM cards are available and can be purchased at the airport and in local booking offices very cheaply. However, Wi-Fi in Vietnam is everywhere and it's free in almost 99% of hotels and homestays. So if you are happy to use apps like WhatsApp, Viber or Messenger, you will never need to use a normal phone to keep in contact with your folks at home or with your tour guide. Some people do like to get one for data as a safer download option as most free Wi-Fi is not extremely safe or not as safe as you would get at home. So don't go checking on your bank account possibly as a safety measure. But for most general searches, Google Maps, etc., it works like a treat. Given you are a tourist who cannot speak good Vietnamese like me, as we've discussed, mine is terrible. It's always best to ask your hotel staff at reception to do this for you. And 99% of the time, they will make the call for you um, and, um, you know, happily do so. If you are not using a local SIM card, make sure you put your phone on flight mode, then re-enable Wi-Fi. This will ensure you don't accidentally rack up any international roaming charges. Please come back to me um, and ask any questions you have on that as that is my go-to setting for all my travel. 
If you are worried about booking a massage place, restaurant or tour company, most of these are accessible on Facebook and Messenger, so you will find it very easy to connect with them if you know their Facebook address. In fact, a lot of the country operates their business shop fronts um, online via Facebook. It's absolutely brilliant. I have booked a massage with a spa centre during the Tet Festival one year, thinking, oh gosh, they won't be open. And um, I got a message back straight away. Um, a lovely girl turned up at the hotel on a scooter to pick me up as she, you know, she was worried that uh, I wouldn't be able to get a taxi because they're not operating as um, as they normally would. And sure enough, I was taken um, to the uh, massage spa place for a beautiful massage and brought back. Usually they will have someone in their organisation that speaks enough English to be able to text messages and communicate with you. So definitely um, have a look at social media options for contact. So in wrapping up this session, covering money, tipping, travel insurance, ATMs, and should you get a SIM card, I hope I've been able to give you a good read on what to expect and how best to manage these things to ensure that you have plenty of money and feel safe at all times. Please check with the episode notes for any links mentioned and feel free to contact me anytime. I look forward to paving the way for you to have a magical time in Vietnam as I share more trip planning tips in future episodes. Stay tuned for more to come. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Remember to rate, review and subscribe. What about Vietnam? A podcast with Gary Newsom.